you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Previously on DDFP. Stafford complete. Calvin Johnson to the end zone, fumbles it, and it goes out of bounds and drooled a touchback. This was a botched call. We know it. The league knows it. You can't review that. Now they're the Lions. Probably would have blown it anyway, let's face it. Ike, what was it like playing with Coach Cower? I assume he yelled a lot, right? It wasn't really the yelling, it was the spitting. You know, he's probably one of the reasons why I put that shield on my helmet. Handsome Hank, of course, he's charming and handsome and he speaks well. Do you think when he goes... You love him so much, when he's a mayor. He's kind of hot. Hey, Tori, don't let Shaq get you in trouble. Shaq's not getting him in trouble. I love Tory Smith. If it all goes down and we have to get these cleats back on, <laughs> you ain't going to be out there to help him. You don't think I would have your back, MJD? No, we're talking about Tory Smith. But, um, <laughs> he, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented by McDonald's. I'm loving it. I'm loving all day breakfast. Who wouldn't love the option of being able to eat breakfast when your belly decides <laughs> it's time to eat a breakfast? It's America, after all. You know what? The big blue marble needs breakfast whenever you decide it's time for breakfast. McDonald's is there for you. I'm also loving that week five is upon us. The red challenge flag pick segment. Handsome Hank still over in the UK filling in for him today. Bucky Brooks. You see him. Well, now you hear him. Mr. Fancy Pants on the Move the Sticks <laughs> podcast, just like this one, the Dave Damashek football program, available on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com, YouTube. You can give it a watch. Move the Sticks is also on YouTube, around the NFL, so on and so forth. But yes, you've you've flown the coop now, Bucky, as so many others have. You've left the, the friendly confines of Studio 66 and flown away to a higher level, haven't you? I mean, I'm a free agent, and so yeah. I'm just bouncing around trying to find my way. Shit. Well, you know what? Yeah. That kind of uh, loyalty, or should I say disloyalty, disloyalty may result. It may not. We'll see what happens. The Shecky Awards are in the in the you know just on the horizon now. You know, December, end of December, we will hand out the coveted Shecky Award for our favorite ex-football playing guest. 
you were the front runner at one point. Yeah, but then I got I got kind of scooted out. You had so many other guys rolling through. Nate Burleson, mm-hmm. big big Mike Rob taking the right. Ike and MJD. Like, I mean, I, I got to get some minutes. Don't uh, don't pass the buck, Buck. I got to get some minutes. Speaking of the buck and the friendly confine, my bucks are done for 2015. Another one-game playoff. Another quick departure. They got out aced again. Last year, Bumgarner. This year, Arietta. But that's in the rearview mirror. I'm looking ahead to pro football. Let's say hello to a guy who covers it on HQ Monday through Friday in the mornings. You see his power rankings. You see his weekly picks on NFL.com. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop with you, fella? Hey, man. You know, so, Bucky, I think I won the Shecky two years ago. Oh, yeah? I didn't get anything. No? Last year. You didn't give him hardware? No, last year I won it in the landslide. Mm -hmm. Landslide. Yeah, he did. I got he really it. did. He ran away with the fan vote. We put that one to a fan vote. Our favorite non-football playing guest of the year. He you know won in 2014. You know what I got? What? I didn't even get a can of SpaghettiOs. Are you Nothing. crazy? Oh, Nothing. I know this year, though. Like, you sponsored now. You big time. That's, That's right. right. You think I can at least get a Big oh, Mac? it should be like $100. Your supply of Egg McMuffins. Hey, Something. drop us a line. Join in on the conversation. Hit me up at Damashek. You can hit us up at NFL Now. Kibitz with us. Hashtag DDFP is how you do that. Fellas, there's much to talk about. Like I say, you can see if you're looking at this show rather than listening to it, you can see the red challenge flags are on the desk here. That means they may get thrown as we go through the big games of week five here. In the meantime, a matchup that we saw that started the season off, so it's a good place for us to start with this. I've always found it fascinating, and I've noticed some other people out there, some other networks and such, have latched onto this idea as well. But we started yapping about this, I think, four years or so ago with Jared Allen and uh, and Adam Rank and Handsome Hank. It's fascinating to me to consider, out of the 32 teams, who would win a fight if... <laughs> a fight? If different... Like, for instance, you know, you have the Seahawks and the Bengals playing this weekend. That's a big matchup. If a Seahawk and a Bengal Tiger had a fight, who would win that out in the wild? If you had, you know, for like Thunderdome, uh, two mascots entered. Animal planet. What's that? Like basically like an animal planet. Well, but all the mascots of the NFL are not beasts that walk the earth. You know, some of them are people. Some of them are machines. Who knows? That's why we've decided to put them inside a Thunderdome of our own. It's time for the debut of where... 2015 NFL season started. Remember the Steelers and Patriots hooking up when the when this thing got going? Let's see in a literal sense who would win that. It's time for the first edition of the mascot matchup. Take a look here. A revolutionary soldier. Standing five feet six inches tall, he's got a musket and is no stranger to battle. In the other corner, a steel worker sporting a metal hat and sizable muscles hewn from countless hours of lifting heavy stuff. The Patriot goes quick to his musket. Look out! Wait a minute. The steely fella is using his hat as a shield. Ingenious. Now they're beating the Patriot with it. Too late to wave the white flag. Now the steel walker is throwing the soldier into molten iron. This one goes to Pittsburgh. Might is right. 
All right. Consolation. <laughs> Consolation for the Steelers fan. Yeah, that's right. Well, of course they won. I needed a pick-me-up. I needed a pick-me-up. The Pirates are out of the playoffs. The Steelers lost to Tom Brady. Please. Let's be honest. Let me have that. The NFL missed the boat. The, that, the kickoff game should have been the Patriots at Dallas. Then we wouldn't have this whole problem with the injury deal because now this game stinks this weekend when it could have been. That, should that not have been the kickoff? Romo you, you don't, v. Brady. You don't want to see Brandon Whedon play? Like no, no. I'm not excited to see Brandon well, we, play. Yeah, there are a lot of backup QBs out there, a lot of guys under center, a lot of guys on football fields all over America playing that uh, we didn't expect to be seeing. Hey, we talk about McDonald's, and it's time for the debut of another new segment. I'm loving it. Going into week five here, what do we love? Clint Sterner. I'm going to start with who are you loving? I'm going to start with you, Elliot Harrison. What jumps out at you here? Well, I'm going to have to go with uh, the Packers. I put them at the top of the power rankings. I took a little bit of grief for it by not uh, having the Patriots there, but the Patriots were on a bye. And to me, Green Bay, this may be uh, another Super Bowl title for them. Uh, what, that would be number five, right? It is. That's a tough call, your power rankings. And I guess I would buy a whisker, give it to the Packers, given that they took care of the Seahawks up there. Mm-hmm. But the Patriots, I mean, you know, the Patriots. They look great. They, they took care of the Bills, although now the Bills have lost to the Giants as well. But, you know, that looked like a great... The Steelers looked good, at least with, when Seven was healthy. That looked like a good team, but they whipped them pretty good in week one. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty tight call. I guess there's no wrong answer there. And a month in, nobody's going to hold your feet to the fire. Oh, they, they won't. I'm sure they will. Well, they actually, yeah, I'm On sure Twitter you're great. They, they should. Uh, I, mean, I stand they, corrected. They I bet you've yeah, been called the, an the idiot. The fans are come out in droves about that. Yeah, mm. true. You know what? That's a conversation for another time. But the, the fan base that is the most annoying when their team is good, you know who's a sneaky player in that one? The Atlanta Falcons fans. Because they vanish. If Rise the Falcons up. aren't good, yeah. if the Rise Falcons aren't up. good, they've disappeared. Yeah, wilt down. Patriots, Seahawks, those fan bases, even if their teams aren't good, they'll still talk stuff. Falcons fans, they just vanish. Like, oh, football. We don't, we don't pay attention to football down here. You're disrespecting oh, the but- ATL. You're disrespecting <laughs> The Ravens fans always give me, you hate the Ravens. That's what I always get from the Ravens. I, I get that from 32 fan bases, including Pittsburgh Steelers fans on occasion. Why oh, do you hate the Steelers? Well, I hate I've, the Steelers. I've never heard you say anything negative about the Steelers. Are you crazy, Bucky? I'm sorry, I'm I've never said anything bad. Then how, why did I pick the Patriots to beat them in week one? Uh, I mean, you didn't have Lev Bell. All right, Bucky. What, who are you loving going into I am five? loving the cornerback wide receiver matchups this weekend, namely Richard Sherman and A.J. Green and Patrick Peterson versus Calvin Johnson. You're seeing Juicy. premier corners take on top wide receivers. How will those guys hold up? Patrick P- Peterson is playing really, really well. Struggled last year, but he's back to playing like the Patrick Peterson we expected. Calvin Johnson, on the other hand, is on the decline. I think this is a really, really intriguing matchup. I think this is one where Patrick Peterson has his way. Is it me, or are we seeing Richard Sherman thrown at more this season? Uh, I mean, I don't know. He's on the left side. Like, it's, he's always easy to find. Um, most of the time, if you look at it from an offensive standpoint, he's on the right-hand side of the offense. Most quarterbacks are right-handed, so that's mm-hmm. their comfort zone. Using your own example, Michael Vick, that fourth down play where they threw the out to Antonio Brown, they threw it to his right. He's left-handed. That's why the ball sails. Most of the time... Offensive coordinators want to put it in the sweet spot of the quarterback. That's why most balls are going to the right, which is why you want your corner. We'll, we'll pick the overall winner of these games. Who do you like in these individual matchups? A.J. Green versus Rich Sherman. Calvin Johnson versus Patrick Peterson. 
You think the DBs win this? Yeah, I, I like Sherman. Uh, by the way, guys, Seahawks, no interceptions yet. Isn't that huh. crazy? Hey, by the way, I, mean, I know we talk about it, but I don't think we're really embracing how close the Seahawks were to being one and three. And if they were one and three, then it becomes a season-long sort of thing to be seeing if this team that's been in the last two Super Bowls can even get into the playoffs. That's a legitimate story. I mean, they were, they were close, but I know the controversy at the end of the game, I think it took away from the Cam Chancellor impact, the right. play that he made, to punch that ball out, that. to have the wherewithal, yep. to knock that out and to make that kind of play. I think it galvanizes them, and I think it leads them maybe on a run, maybe after this week. Yeah, there's nothing fluky about Cam's play. If that ball gets tapped out of bounds, or it did get tapped out of bounds, there's no lion anywhere near it. That Theo Riddick is close. The ball was going out of bounds. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Theo Riddick and Golden Tate had their arms up like, hey, we just scored a <laughs> touchdown. That, they would have, the refs would have bailed the Lions out by a quirky rule. Uh, that, that play Cam Chancellor made, he, he peeled off the rub route yeah. and then circled back. I mean, that was incredible hustle. It's a three-car garage in which our cars are all parked right here because that's what I said on our early podcast of the week is let's not obscure because K.J. Wright with this obscure rule shoved the ball out of bounds. It shouldn't cover up the dynamite play by Cam Chancellor, who was the big story two weeks ago. Where is he? The Seahawks team ain't right until Chancellor's back out there. And so we see against one of the best players in the NFL, he strips him of the ball. Really, I mean, changes. I, it's not hyperbole to say, you know, yes. the Seahawks, if they're one and three, I don't know if they go to the playoffs. Now they're going to get on a roll. You can feel that. And the Lions with a chance at one and three, that would have been a huge victory, season changing for their mentality. Now at 0 and 4, it's hard but, to imagine them getting back into it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just realized I didn't answer your question. I got Megatron over Patrick Peterson. Mmm, Megatron over Patrick Peterson. I have Patrick Peterson over that one. I have Richard Sherman over A.J. Green. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the Bengals' offense will sputter. It's just, I think, when they're lined up, I think Richard Sherman does a great job snuffing them out. I'm looking forward to digging into these games a little bit further. But let me tell you what I'm loving going into Week 5. I'm loving some of the matchups if it were 1978 or thereabouts, <laughs> I mean from a uniform perspective. You know I love my uniforms, fellas. EH, you love them too. I do. Fuck, you act cool sometimes, but you know, when the hip I like football uniforms. guys aren't around and you let your hair down a little bit, you'll, I like, you'll concede I like uniforms. You, you just want me to like all retro uniforms. I like some of the new stuff. Mm -hmm. You just like all the... I think, feel That's like not true. I like Oregon's uniforms. Which ones? Some of them. That, well, that's I mean, the they issue. Have a bunch of them. Like, They're not always good. So you like the, the, the Donald Duck figure or you like... I do Robo like the Duck. Donald Duck. Let me speak specifically. First of all, the Steelers and the Chargers are on Monday Night Football... This would be great if they were dressed like this, but they're not going to be because the Chargers wear those silly get-ups that they currently have. The black numbers on the hat are where it's at, but along with the power blue. In 78. 78, they were already to the blue helmet. Buddy. That's true. Well, I mean, listen, I'm just talking retro. Yes, yeah. you're absolutely right, EH. Yeah. The San Diego Chargers of the Coriel era, when they would wear the white jerseys, blue hat, gold pants, divine. Still look good. Either way. It's better than the, the lousy thing that they're going to wear. Now the Steelers will look good, although they still should wear a gray face mask. It's the color of steel, after all. The other one, this is the big <laughs> matchup of, of Week 5, the Seahawks and the Bengals. 
It's just not going to look good because of those silly tiger stripes on the home mm-hmm. team and the you don't like the, tiger the blue. Uh, no, I don't yeah. like them. It tries too hard. That though. Oh, just, Andy. Uh, but but uh, Andy Dalton. I'm calling number fourteen. Andy Dalton. Ken Anderson, his predecessor in fourteen, and in black and orange. That's where that uniform's at. Just the, the simple Bengals looks nice on their hats, and then the retro Seahawks, their original getchups, the silver hat, the silver pants, even the white jerseys. You know. I think that would be a better look if we could get that one. And then lastly, the Patriots are at the Cowboys, and this will be a fine game to watch. Brady v. Whedon, who's not excited about that matchup? I'm excited about it. I'm Well, I'm going to watch it for sure. I just wish that the Patriots would wear the Pat Patriot getups, the red jerseys, the white hats. Right, they're wearing, they're wearing their white roads in the picture that we just showed. But you mentioned Steve Grogan. Here's your fun fact. So you remember when Cam Newton... And 2011 had 15 rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It was Steve Grogan's record that he. You think it's Steve have, Grogan? Did he have 12 being, or 13 a year? Yeah, it's Steve Grogan in '76. Uh, but Steve Grogan, we remember him at the end of his career when he's like in a full body cast. He's the only it, QB I've I can ever remember. Roll. Yeah, wearing a, a neck roll. roll. <laughs> but early in his career, he used to run all the yes. time. Just too many, too many hits. That's right. Yeah, he was uh, he was a good QB, and ultimately. Uh, they turned to him in Super Bowl. Well, they, throughout that season in '85, mm-hmm. when they wound up in the Super Bowl and lost to the Bears. All right, that's a wrap on who we're loving this week, presented by McDonald's All Day Breakfast. I might go get me some after this. You okay. know what? Again, yeah. it's my it, it's my liberty to <laughs> do egg so. McMuffin or sausage McMuffin. Well, can I? Yeah, I, you know what? I do like that sausage patty in between the bread. There. <laughs> what I really love is that what we don't sing enough songs about is the English muffin. Who's yeah. who's invention was this thank goodness that that uh, that that trailblazer came along all right let's get into it fellas we've already started yapping about it week five it is time for the red challenge flag see i was talking over that i want to hear the song again play it again red challenge flag pick segment can we hear it? you know what i like it even better it? when elliot harrison sing up oh. red challenge flag piss. Oh, I don't even, yeah, you gotta add a little, Elliot <laughs> added a little something to it. Red he challenge little, flag. I feel like your finger was going up. I feel like your hand was going up when he you were He could be in a that. boy band now. <laughs> Red almost, challenge flag piss. I almost went yeah. with the Michael McDonald with one hand over there. Red challenge flag piss. Oh my gosh. Hey. All right. I love red challenge wow. flag all right, Elliot Harris, I'm going to yeah. start with you. This is a gimme. Why is this a red challenge flag picks game? I don't know. Rams? All right, I guess they've had their moments this season so far. But they're up in Lambeau against the Packers. I know who Elliot's going to pick without having to think about it. We just talked about his That's team. That's all right. That number this one. is a good training one for Balky's not That's right. the process. Now, remember, so I... Elliot's going to just say who he's picking. If you disagree, you throw the flag and, and analyze the, why. You give the analysis. That's correct. All right, Elliot Harrison. Rams. Packers, how say you? I'm taking the Packers at Lambeau. Bucky Brooks, how say you? I'm going with the Packers, but if I'd known this was all debatable, I would have just taken the counter so I could just pelt him with red flags. <laughs> Feel free to do <laughs> you so. Know, um, I think the Packers win. I think the Packers ultimately have uh, a better team in Lambeau because Aaron Rodgers is so hot, 43, no, like 43 touchdowns, no interceptions the last 18, 19 games in Lambeau. I think he continues to roll. I am curious to see how Greg Williams attacks him. He know he likes to knock out quarterbacks. That front line can give them some problems up front. Well, 
That, I, I'm intrigued by a couple of things with this. First of all, Todd Gurley, you know, I, before this gets too far out of the barn, I want to say, because Bucky, you know I said this, and I want confirmation on this, it's important to me. I have low self-esteem, uh -huh. and I need people who heard me say it to verify before things get too crazy. Who told you? Not at the draft of 2015. I didn't tell you this in 2014. In 2013, did I tell you that Todd Gurley would be a humongous NFL star, one of the great runners of the era? Uh, you may have said it on one of our uh, one on one of our segments. I said it many we were times. Doing all the college football stuff, but I mean, it's kind of easy when a guy's rushing for maybe 14, 1500 yards in the SEC, doing all kinds of stuff, jumping over tall buildings. Right. There are a lot of good running backs in I mean, college like, football. I don't, I, mean, I don't point at them and say, "Well, look out for this guy." I mean, I would have been, been more inclined if you were like, "Hey, you know who's going to be good?" Justin Forsett's going to be good. Like, that's what I want. I want some insider tips. I, Cal? How about it when I'm Cal? right? How Justin about when? Okay, okay, you're you're right. You're right with. Yeah, Tyler. you're right. I'm right. You're right. That's exactly Tyler. right. And and you're both right that the Packers are going to win this game. That streak. I mean, people love their numbers and everything, but that that streak. I don't even know what the number is specifically. What it must be five seventy ish that Aaron Rodgers now has thrown in Lambo without getting picked off. Um, it's, you know, remarkable stuff. So you got to stay with the Packers here, I guess. I took the Chiefs, actually. I thought maybe that'd be a letdown. Chiefs trying to bounce back after the loss in Denver. That didn't work out. So now I, I just can't go against Rodgers again. I have, not, not in title time. Not in title time. I have two questions. One, four set. Cal? Yeah. Yep. I usually don't get that. Two, have you ever seen scouting anyone in college who's had a run like this at home? the way Rodgers had at home. Anyone dominate from the quarterback position at home like this? No, I, have, I haven't seen anything like this. This is remarkable. And I was in Green Bay when uh, Brett Favre won three straight MVPs. So that, that era from 95 to 97 won nearly every game at home. It was a decided home field advantage. They've recreated that in Lambeau now. Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. I haven't seen anybody play at how this big, level. How big, before we move to the next game, is uh, how big a switch was that from what you know from the people inside the building there? That's a pretty big change, not talent-wise, but from Brett Favre's personality to Aaron Rodgers, that must have been some 180-degree turn to go from a guy who's all charisma. Not that Rodgers isn't entertaining, but, you know, you hear enough about him that he's quiet and standoffish. And a little bit, yeah, because obviously when I'm, when I'm there, like 95, 96, 97, he's, he's young, he's wild cowboy. Brett Favre is uh, the man at that time. Uh, I think with Aaron Rodgers, he definitely has a quieter personality, a little more uh, laid back can be prickly because he takes everything very personal, um, has a big chip on his shoulder, much like Brett, plays the game differently. He has some of that where he can improvise and play outside the pocket, but he's not nearly as reckless with the ball as Brett was. Both are Hall of Fame caliber players. Both guys are guys that we'll talk about for a long time. Aaron just does it in a very methodical way where Brett Favre kind of did it by flying by the seat of his pants. Hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, but don't discount. That's the beauty of Rodgers is, is that he's both. He's really, he's efficient. He's on the money and everything else. But he's got some cowboy to him, too, that he can, you know, he, when the play oh, breaks yeah, down, he, he can of, do some of that Russell Wilson. There's a lot of confidence, and he plays yeah. with a lot of confidence. He doesn't mind letting you know that he's the, the deal. All right, let's, double let's get to the that. big one of the game, the big one of the weekend. We talked about it a little bit. Hawks, Bengals, Bucky. How say you? Bengals. Bengals. Ooh, at home. EH, I'll say you. Throw the red challenge flag at him. Let him see how it's done. Yeah! There you go, kid. challenge that, Bucky. See, that's fun when you challenge that. Yeah, because 
Andy Dalton's been playing out of his mind. He is due for a letdown at some point, and he has not faced a secondary like this. And I call it a simple analysis, but Seattle's defense really is different with Cam Chancellor. They really are. And Cincinnati, you know, Jeremy Hill hasn't really gotten going yet. He's getting the touchdowns, so people think they see him on the highlight shows. But he isn't playing like he did towards the end of last year when he really went uh, on a run. If they can't get the running game going, I think they're really going to struggle offensively. I'm going to give you a little insider information. I wrote about the Cincinnati Bengals today to post up later. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals on the Hugh Jackson are a dynamic offense. Mm-hmm. Look, they have the most offensive touchdowns of anyone in the league. Uh, Andy Dalton is playing at an MVP level. Talking about a guy who has a passer rating over 120 three straight weeks. Last time it was done, Phillip Rivers did it last year. But this is a guy that's playing a great rate. And the way that you beat the Seattle Seahawks is you have to be willing to take the check down and the underneath throws. Andy Dalton has shown a willingness to do that. Don't be fooled by the fact that he's averaging 10.2 yards per attempt. That's tremendous production. But a lot of that are catch and run throws. Mm -hmm. That is the weakness of playing. Like when you play that defense that they play in Seattle, cover three, they want you to force down, then they come rallying and tackle. I think they're going to be committed to throwing the ball underneath and still a page from the Patriots and the San Diego Chargers playbook when they defeat it's, the Seahawks. It's old news, but it's funny that that's how you beat the Seahawks because when you watch them in, in you know, uh, sitting there on Monday night, the thing that jumps out at you is how much speed they have on defense. They're all over the field, and yet you're exactly right. And really, that as we keep the, the, the recurring theme of 2015 – are these catch and run kind of plays? That's what offenses are now turning to. It would seem is that they're yeah. Just get it out. To- get it out the quarterback's hand so he doesn't get sacked. Um, make sure that you put him on the perimeter. The Cincinnati Bengals have only allowed two sacks this season. Like so, you're That's not phenomenal. going to get to Andy Dalton. And then when you look at diversity, I believe their offense is so diverse because you have AJ Green. You have Mohamed Sanu, Marvin Jones on the outside. Tyler Eifert is like that matchup nightmare. Yep. And then you backfield, you talked about Jeremy Hill, his production being down. His production has been down. He does have seven rushing touchdowns, but they're using him differently. When I talked to Hugh Jackson in the offseason, he said it's important to build an offense around what Andy Dalton can do. If you really look at this offense, a lot of the things are what he did at TCU. A lot of read, option stuff, some quick passes. Giovanni Bernard is a better fit because he played in a shotgun offense in North mm-hmm. Carolina. That's why he's getting more touches, more carries. Yeah, you well, mentioned San ahead. Diego and the Patriots beating them last year. Well, San Diego Gates had three touchdowns on him. Mm-hmm. And they've had trouble with the tight end historically. And Eifert, man, he looks like the real deal now that he's healthy. And then the Patriots in the Super Bowl, who's the guy that caught 10-11 balls? Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen. And Gio Bernard, I think, is the equivalent of Shane Vereen. Well, the thing I like about that Bengals team is, if unless it is Rodgers or Roethlisberger or, or uh, Wilson you're talking about, is that offensive line. You keep your guy clean most, I most, I don't know, there are 20, 25 people on the face of the earth that will thrive I- under those circumstances. You know, mm-hmm. the QB, and Andy Dalton's one of them. You keep him nice and clean and give him an extra second back He's there. a little more athletic than people give him credit for, too. Yeah. He's making some plays on the move this year. That's a lot of their big production. Has been with wow. leaving the Speaking fight. of that, Russell Wilson, just sublime. I know the turnovers, and, and you know, you really have to cut back on those. And he does make bad decisions, but nonetheless, you know, Buck, you've played defense in the NFL. How bad, how backbreaking is it when a guy starts doing that? Hey, we got everything covered, we got we did everything right here, and the guy's just doing whirling dervish nonsense and extending the play and uh, and killing us anyway. It hurts you because what you can plan for, you can plan for the scripted plays, you can plan for what they do in the passing game and in the running game, but when Russell Wilson runs around and make plays kind of flying by the seat of his pants, 
It's hard, and they do a great job with the scramble drill. You'll see him roll out to his right. All the receivers make their way to that sideline. They make a lot of plays off of that. The one thing about Russell, I don't know if he can sustain playing in such a spontaneous manner because it's a rhythm to the game, and there's no rhythm to what they do on offense. They have three and out, three and out, three and out, then a big play. It's hard to sustain it versus good teams. They've been able to win like that. But if they don't have Marshawn Lynch and they're not able to run the ball, this Cincinnati defense is Well, if, if they have a middle-of-the-pack defense, I'm not talking a bad one. If they're just like, yeah. you know, 13th or 15th in the league defensively, they have no chance. But this time, I say that defense does look good. 18-16, the visitors pull that one out. Let's move on. Patriots at Cowboys. No one's taking the Cowboys, are they, Elliot Harrison? How say you? No, I'm still stuck on 18-16. Six Stephen Hauschka field goals. We'll see. Uh, the uh, the, the scores are getting weird with these uh, missed extra points uh, and everything. I, I love it. Uh, I am taking the New England Patriots. Bucky Brooks, how say you? Oh, I'm going to take the Patriots. Tom, right, Brady, Tom Brady's angry. He comes off, off the bus. Uh, I think they attack uh, vulnerable Cowboys secondary. However, Greg Hardy comes back. Dials it up. Rolando McClain comes back this yeah, week, too. that's right. That defense is going to play a lot better. This is going to be a much closer game than people expect. Funny, Greg I, Hardy's humility I'm interested. the trip. <laughs> I mean, he is what he is. But, like, here's the thing. Dallas's defense has been pretty good to this point. Now you get a legitimate pass rush. You get Greg Hardy. You get Randy Gregory eventually coming back. Rolando McClain. That defense is going to actually carry the water until they can finally get Tony Romo back somewhere down the line. All right, I'm going to go with the Patriots, of course, too. Um, I I keep saying the front seven of the Patriots is quietly pretty good. I think overall that defense is deficient and is going to get exposed at some point. This idea of an undefeated season is going to go away because of that. But, I, you know, Brandon Whedon, talk about a guy who likes to be clean. He's one of those guys. If you get anywhere close to him, he powers. But, you know, powers. it's so funny. Like, he likes to attack the middle of the field. He is completing a high number of his passes right down the middle, in between the hashes. If he's going to attack, he's going to try and hit him right down, right down the pipe. We've learned about trash talking, and 101 is you don't talk about somebody's lady. You don't get in. Oh, well, I mean, it like an MJD, like an MJD who are trash talkers supreme. Is what you say you don't bring that. Bring you don't that want, up. You don't want to do that. It, oh, Greg it can Hart. get violent, but that, but one thing you don't do, you don't do it to Tom Brady. Tom Brady now is going to set about embarrassing Greg Hardy at some. You think some so? he, he does it all the time. If you do something like that, he goes after you and shames you at some point during the game. Be on the lookout for that one. Next up, Steelers, Chargers, Bucky Brooks, Monday Night Football. How say you? I'm going to go to Superchargers. The San Diego Chargers get it done at home. Qualcomm. I don't I like that. Up. You're not supposed to analyze it. Oh, and now fine. I'm angry with that's you. Fine. Please. Chargers. Throw that thing at him. For me, Chargers. for everybody. Now, how, how, how are you going? How are you going? I'm going to set it right I back now because I agree. Uh, you know, I do. I agree. Uh, why? Why so? Why okay. Do you agree I'll tell you why. Because. Because I said so. <laughs> it's because Bucky said so. You guys so. always agree. Uh, That's right. <laughs> San Diego's pass protection is terrible, but Pittsburgh hasn't been getting back there enough anyway. And just That's like not true. Talk, not enough, big guy. And just like you were saying with Cincinnati, you talk about him having under or a guy having underneath options. Antonio Gates comes back. Danny Woodhead, I, I swear, every time people talk about Danny Woodhead, it's like little Danny Woodhead. It's almost like they feel sorry for him. This guy's a damn good player. Like a damn good player. Had 138 yards from scrimmage. And by the way, Keenan Allen's had a heck of a year too. Now, they have all the weapons coming back. Antonio Gates is a big, big addition. He now allows Phillip Rivers to attack the middle of the field, has a nice synergy, Ladarius Green making plays right there. Look, Stevie Johnson, 
Keenan Allen. Malcolm Floyd's 50. You know, Malcolm, like they have a lot of weapons. Phillip Rivers would be pumped yeah, that's and ready true. to go. Andrew Danny Gates Woodhead is, is the X factor that you talked about. Danny Woodhead out of the backfield could have a big, big game. And also for the Steelers, how comfortable are you really allowing Michael Vick to let it rip? You've heard Antonio Brown talking about the rhythm and timing is off in the mm-hmm. passing game. It can't be a Lev Bell game only. They have to be able to pass the ball. Well, that's where I disagree, as a matter of fact. I think that Levy and Bell does need to be leaned on even more than he was in, uh, in the Thursday night game a week and a half ago. That's, that's what it's... I, I, you know what? The, yeah. the, the Chargers oh, have no feel for me. That's that sort of plagues them. It seems like that's sort of true of the Chargers for the last decade, right? That they like the first six or eight weeks. It's sort of like, what are they? They lose games. You're like, well, they lost to that team, and then they win games, and that. Oh wow, the Chargers look. I, they have no feel once again to me. I think the Steelers. I don't know. What do I? I, I don't know. What He's taking the Steelers. I just, I'm, th- I'm taking the Steelers because yeah, of the pieces. They have Antonio Brown, and they have Levy and Bell, and I'm going to rely that that'll be enough. I have a question for you. As a Steeler fan, why not put D'Angelo Williams and Lev Bell back there at the same time, and why not have D'Angelo Williams have a little bit more workload? Didn't you want to see that? Why, oh, by the way, I'll take, I'll, a, take the game I'll, off Mike Vick. Take it I, off of it. Listen, I talked about that at great length. Why did Todd Haley go away from 26 in overtime when he was killing the Ravens? But not said, just 26. I mean, why not get D'Angelo Williams more involved? Get why can't you? Because this is what this is the lament of the average Steeler fan. And people say, ha, oh, you don't understand football. Why can't you put two tailbacks on the field in, in NFL football in the I 21st mean, century? You can, but you're inviting the blitz to come because most of the time with your tailbacks, those guys aren't blockers. So they don't want to have to deal with guys that are coming in faster than them to run over them on the way to the quarterback. Ideally, you would like to have someone who can be stout, whether it be a blocking tight end or a fullback or a back that is known for blocking. You don't want to have both guys. Because, look, when you have well, Bell and Williams are both fine in pass pro. Bell is that's cool, but now, great at What it. happens when you have those guys on? That means are you going to take one of the wide receivers off the field? Are you going to take Heath Mill off the field? Like... You well, you talk about a mismatch. If you, if you have, I mean, if you just go with a pro set and they're uh, on either hip of the QB, mm-hmm. what do you do as the defense? The they're linebackers play, are, are in gonna, a lot play, of trouble matchup-wise. Maybe they're going to play nickel because they're going to say that you're probably not going to run out of that formation because who's going to be the lead block? Is Lev Bell going to block for D'Angelo Williams? Is D'Angelo Williams going to block for Lev Bell? No, so they're going to play pass. So now when you add that extra defensive back in, the advantage is a little neutralized, negated, because now you have a DB playing against Bell as opposed to a linebacker. I think you actually hurt your offense when you put two running backs on the field in Pittsburgh's case because I think they get Martavis Bryant back this week, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right, yes. You see Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, Marcus Wheaton. Look, even DHB has played well. You're taking one of those explosive guys off the field to kind of put in a... a, a well, either a way, just having back. Williams to spell him yeah. more would be nice so that he comes out and he can be explosive like this. I think this is the week that uh, Levy and Bell gets off here. He hasn't exploded just yet as good as he looked against the Ravens. Next up, Saints at Eagles. Two teams, lots of sorrow in the two cities in which they play because of the way they've played. Elliot Harrison, how say you? I am going... With the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, Bucky. How say you now? Man, if I got Elliott picks, I would have thrown. I would have pegged them. I would have pegged them because I would have gone opposite just 
to go just opposite. to do it. I want what's in your gut. I don't want that. You know, you don't have to be. Well, you know what? That's I not true. It, I would have liked made, you to have thrown the yeah, red flag. I would have liked to throw a flag. Uh, I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles because their backs are against the wall. Chip Kelly has to push his chips into the middle of the thing. He has to come up with a great game plan and attack this defense. Offensively, they've been really scattershot, not running the ball as effectively as they have. I look for Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles to be big factors. And they're young receivers. Someone has to step up. They've been having to lean on the veterans, Riley Cooper, Miles Austin. I don't like that, like that combination, but I think they have to find a way to put someone on the field who can be productive to help Sam Bradford. Well, hasn't been Nelson Aguilar for the No, indeed. No, yeah. it hasn't. He's not a natural number one. Like That's the one thing that I'll say. He's a nice complimentary piece. I liken him to Reggie Wayne when he came out, but remember, Reggie Wayne was the apprentice to Marvin Harrison for nearly a decade sure. before he finally ascended to the role. Nelson Aguilar is more comfortable being a complimentary piece. And even with Jordan Matthews, they don't have a true number one receiver. There's no one in the passing game that defensive coordinators say, oh, my goodness, we need to make sure we double-team them. So without that fear, they can commit more people to the run game and play more man-to-man, which takes away a lot of those easy throws that that offense gives you. Hear me now, believe me later, fantasy owners, Jordan Matthews, two touchdowns on this day. Maybe so, but I just want to piggyback one thing. They may not have somebody to double-team. But they got back into that game against Atlanta in the second half when they got Darren Sproles out there for more than half the plays because he can be a nightmare for linebackers trying to cover him and he can, he can break it. I wish they would use him more. He can. You know, the, the, the thing about it and, and thinking about it, the Saints would know him better than anybody. I think if they do bring out a heavy dose of Darren Sproles or Ryan Matthews, I think you have to commit your double team to Sproles and dare them to throw it outside. Aguilar, Matthews, those guys haven't consistently proven that they can win against one-on-one. I'm willing to lock them up and take away Darren Sproles and force Sam Bradford to throw the ball outside. 24-20, to home team gets it. Congratulations to the Eagles. Wrap it up with this one, fellas. The Cardinals are at the Detroit Lions. Who did I start with last time there? Bucky Brooks. You start this one. You're taking the Lions. Yeah, I'm taking the Lions. They have to get off the mat. Look, they played... Played I think really well on defense against the Seattle Seahawks. Say what you want to about the Seahawks' offensive line. I felt like Terrell Austin did a great job of crafting that game plan. I think they get back on track. Offensively, that is where they need work. Matt Stafford has to have a big game. they got to find a way to do it. You watch this. I, you know what's going to happen here? I have a feeling Elliot Harrison is going to make that red challenge flag fly like a Carson Palmer pass to Larry Fitzgerald. Fly, red bird, and red flag, fly. Do it. Go ahead. I'm taking the Lions, man. Oh, man, we're all taking the Cardinals. Lions, get off the – no, taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions, too. I mean, yeah, we're all taking the Lions. Why are you taking the Lions? Well, I want Elliot to go first. This is a gut play for me. This is a desperate team. 0-4, 0-4, their defense, their front four, man, played great. Mm-hmm. Again, I know Seattle offensive line is, you know what, you only, you line up and play who's on your schedule. So I'm not going to blame Seattle's ineptitude up front for the Lions being good in the front four. And Man, Ziggy Ansah, I tell you what, man, he, he balled in that yep. second half. I, I, I think that Detroit at home, they're a desperate team. they got to be ticked off. How about just, how about just winning a game because you're mad? I think what happens in the locker room, Bucky, to me it's it feels like, or not even in the locker room, once they get out on the field, I feel like this game, and like I say, I'm going Lions too, but it's sort of like we said about the Dolphins in the preseason. I picked the Dolphins to win the division, but I put the big asterisk next to it. I said, if they get out of the gate slowly, this is going to be one of the worst teams in the AFC, and now they are, because it's a, it's a, again, it's a gut thing, 
And I feel like if the Lions go out there and they score early, it's going to, you know, the, the, the stress will reduce and they'll get rolling and they'll feel good. I think if they get down a touchdown, 10 points mm-hmm. in this one, they're just going to collapse and they will never come back in the season. But I'm going to gamble that they're going to that they're going to show up early in this game, start feeling good, beat the Cardinals. Big game. They have to play with desperation. Joe Lombardi has to call the game as if it's, you know, a playoff berth on the line. He has to find a way to make Matt Stafford comfortable. He has not been comfortable. He's not really completing a high number of his passes and he's continues to turn the ball over. And so, if I'm Joe Lombardi, I want to make sure within the first 10 plays that I make sure that Matt Stafford is in a rhythm. I need to get touches to Golden Tate, Calvin Johnson. I either want Amir Abdullah to touch the ball early. Force the fear in the defense by going at them. It's a tough defense that you're dealing with. The Arizona Cardinals, more than likely you're not going to be able to run. This is a game where Matt Stafford may have to throw 40, 45. Well, it's runs. funny because I, I, the bubble screens, that they, those need to go to Golden Tate. The one thing Megatron does not do compared to And he's Leo coming Jones, back to the pack. Yeah, Demarius Thomas or anybody else. Calvin Johnson throwing a little swing pass and say, hey, run this one for 20 yards. He's That's not the way that's he's That's not going. his. He's not yeah. that kind of explosive but guy. But Tate is, can, can do that. Sure. I feel like this is like the third down back show because the guy that's been the best back for them is Theo Riddick. When he's on the field, he makes plays for them. I, I feel like Amir Abdullah's like thousand-yard season is under here somewhere. I don't know what's going on with him. I, I thought that he was supposed to be the big fantasy the hype train. guy. Yeah, the hype train exactly. The yeah. the Devonte Adams Memorial Award is what we should call it <laughs> next year. But uh, I, I feel like Theo Riddick is really key for them. And yeah, you got to get Golden Tate involved. Isn't Eric Ebron hurt right now? I yeah, think he's hurt. That, that, that actually uh, may be good weeks, for Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate. So now it's one less guy that can divert the attention of Matt Stafford, you have to get Golden Tate involved early. Those bubble screens, those quick plays, those things where he catches it on the move, allow him to do the work. I think Calvin Johnson there is really coming back to the pack in terms of he's no longer that guy that is head and shoulders above everyone else at the position. You don't see the speed. You don't see the explosiveness. You're beginning to see like issues with drops. And that hit that Cam Chancellor put on him, not the one at the end zone, but the one over the middle of the field. Yep. Yes. To me, that was a thing I was like, ooh. He didn't see that. It was big. He's big enough to sustain it, but you're now seeing him get tagged more. I just think they need to kind of move and shift the offensive approach. Wait, we just spent five minutes of our lives talking about the 0-4 Lions. The intriguing thing is if the Cardinals lose, all of a sudden all this thing about, like, the Cardinals are getting away from the Seahawks the first month, that Seahawks are going to be right there in the NFC West and have them right in their sights there. Here are the rest of my picks for Week 5 here. You can check those out at NFL.com. On my weekly spoiler alert, of course, NFL.com, you also find Elliot Harrison's. I'm going, if you're listening to us on Friday or Saturday, maybe I look bad here, but I think uh, the Texans waiting for the Clowney and Watt explosion. When are these two going to take off already? Chiefs handle at home, finally get a win there. Falcons over D.C. Buccaneers versus Jags in the ugly uniform bowl. I mean, ugh, what a terrible sight that's going to be. Jameis Winston will scratch one out there. The Jags, though, have been showing up this year, except against the Patriots. Browns at Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens there, but, I, you know, I, I, they, they have a bad habit. Only the Johnny Football shows up. Week after Pittsburgh, they have a bad habit of not showing up Harbaugh's teams, except that they had the extra few days right, to get ready. Right. That's what saves them there. Bills at Titans, I'll go with the Bills. Broncos and Raiders. Boy, I really struggled with this one. Will, behind the glass, though, convince me. He's a Raiders fan. 
<laughs> and he made you to go the other way. He made me. He made. He said, "Absolutely not. You cannot say he made the Raiders." You go the other way. He made me do it last week, and I was I was right initially. I said, "You watch the Bears win this one. The Raiders are young. They won't show up for a game like this, and the Bears will get them." And Will talked me out of that one. What am I doing? Why am I listening to Will again? I don't know, but I'll go with the Broncos to get the five and zero. Oh. Last one, Sunday night, 49ers and the Giants. Who canceled? That's our Sunday night game? Yeah, it's a good game. For all of America? That's a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. For hey, the Giants, because they're going to win, because the, the Niners are, are crummy. I know a lot of you. Oh, you're taking the <laughs> Niners? Yeah. You're taking the Niners? I'll take the Niners in that one. All right. I just wanted to assure all of your listeners, sometimes they feel like, hey, we don't get to see it. All that was was just a big wall of graphics that they missed. Yeah, it wasn't very exciting. It was, it was just at. a couple trust team, me. little team logos. and yeah. Trust me. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, trust EH. It wasn't very good. Hey, Bucky, you love the college football. I love it. Elliot Harrison, not so much. But a lot of people in these hallways do. We went around uh, yesterday mm-hmm. and, uh, and talked to some people to see how well they knew their college fight song. Take a look here. Hey everybody, college football's back. We're really excited about it. Even people who talk about pro football for a living, people like MJD. Hey MJD, why don't you go ahead and sing the UCLA fight song? We are the mighty Bruins, the best team in the West. We're marching on to victory to conquer all the rest. Oh, well, you look at this. Ike Taylor, as usual, surrounded by women. Hey, take a break for one second. Sing your fight song. Hey, Ike, sing your fight song. Ike, fight song, go! You don't know it, do you? Well, I don't know. I don't know why you come over here with the mic. Hey, Steve Weish, ace reporter for NFL Media. Sing your fight song. My fight song? Oh, Howard. We sing to the... It's not a fight song. It's more of an alma mater. It's more of a gospel thing. Not a fan. We are the mighty Bruins, triumphing evermore. And you can hear from far near near, the mighty Bruin roar. Yeah, Colleen Wolf, NFL Now. Sing your fight song. My fight song. It's uh, go, 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 Shaq. Shaq is going to help me go, go, go. I don't know. Look, look at Jen. She is, uh, why, don't, why don't we ask Jen? Stop asking other people. I want you. What's, your, what's the name of your school? My school? Drexel? Yeah, sing the fight song. Drexel doesn't even have a sports team. Like Enough of you. I hear someone singing the right tune here. This guy is speaking my language, or more accurately, singing my language. Indiana University alumnus. Not unlike myself. Right? Rhett Lewis, lay it on me, the IU fight song. Indiana, 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 we're all for you. We will fight for the cream and crimson, for the glory of old IU. Never daunted, we will not falter. In the battle, we're tried and true. Indiana, Indiana. Indiana, we're all for you. U C L A. U C L A. Fight, fight, fight. There you go. Well done. Mark is took everybody. How's it going, guys? I didn't ask for greetings. I want song, boy. Song. Uh, let's see. All right, here we go. Hold on. You have to put your bag down to sing? Well, I can hum the fight song, but I can do the, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but it's uh, riff, ram, ba, zoo, lickety, lickety, zoo, zoo, hoo, wah, wah, hoo, give them hell, TCU. That's 
how you do it. And that belonged in the Final Four last year? I don't think so, sir. Uh, what is Alabama's fight song? Or Oregon's? Those aren't We're my business. <laughs> I mean, is that their fight song? Do your horn frogs thing, symbol thing. What do they do? That's, that's really dumb. That's really dumb. He really, really does try way too hard. Buck, you know your UNC fight song. Yeah, I'm a Tar Heel boy, and I'm a Tar Heel bred, and when I die, I'll be Tar Heel dead. So it's Rock Rock Carolina, Rock Rock Carolina, Rock Rock Carolina, go to hell. <laughs> what was that? I'm not sure I even know what that uh, little flourish at the end was all that's about what, that's, there. That's part of it. Really? Yeah. Looked like you gave me the finger or something that's there. That's part of it. <laughs> all right. Elliot Harrison, HQ, Monday through Friday, and then on Sunday, Elliot, Bucky, Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, Mark Isto, Kali Wolf, we all, Akbar Bajabiamila, we all get together from 1 p.m. Eastern all the way through the late game's conclusion. We watch them. It's NFL now, game day blitz. Make sure you tune in for that one. And Bucky Brooks... I guess that's it for you, too. I was going to promote something, but oh, move the sticks. That's what I was going to promote. Oh, okay. Oh, speaking of which, will you give Daniel Jeremiah a message? I've been waiting to tell him this, and I want you to tell him. The message is, Daniel Jeremiah, you are a... Find out more on the next DDFP. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.